These are the generations of the heavens and the earth. When they were created in the day of the Lord, God had made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. Let's go. reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host, and today we'll be talking about men getting in position. Let's get right into it. Hey, good day, everybody. You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. Once again, I'm Sean, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about men getting into position. I know this is not something usually I do on the broadcast, but today we're going to be doing this on the broadcast today, talking about men getting into position. And today we're going to be talking about it, not from a, just a natural standpoint, but also from a spiritual standpoint, because as much as I tackle the uh, the natural side of men dealing with things and how they respond, how they act, how they love. A lot of that stuff comes from having a spiritual mindset, a spiritual presence, a spiritual attitude in the way you do things. And we're not talking about religious now, because a lot of things we do religiously, we get up religiously, there's a certain way we dress religiously, certain things that we do in the morning by brushing our teeth and washing our face and taking a bath or a shower, certain things we do on a religious basis. So this is not dealing with religiosity. Now this is dealing with relationship because a lot of times, you know, we can have being a form of religion, have plenty of religion. And, but then, but there's no relationship. You know, we follow, we read certain things and we do it out of religion. We listen to what we listen to and we do things out of religion. But my question to you is behind the religion, behind the things that you do on a daily basis, is there relationship? And in that relationship, we will find that many times we don't get the things that we need to get. We don't handle the things we need to handle. Things don't get done the way they should be done. Why? Because our relationships are not what they need to be. And in order for us to do that, we have to be in position. And men, I implore you that if anything that you do in life, find yourself in position. So today I'm going to be reading something that is very, um, that has been very inspiring to me. It's uh, by T.D. Jakes. And uh, in this, he uh, talks about so you call yourself a man. So if you have if you haven't even read this, I mean this is an awesome book. It says so you call yourself a man by T.D. Jakes, and it's an older book. Yeah, it's real real good though. And the one I want to talk about this particular chapter, this particular um, section of the book, it talks about and waiting on men to get into position. And we find ourselves, like I said, you know, um, a lot of things don't happen like they should, you know, things don't just don't line up sometimes because we're out of position. We're out of position in our homes, out of position in relationships, out of position on our marriage, maybe out of position on your jobs, out of position with your children, out of position with your mom, your dad, 
um, out of position with uh, fellow associates, uh, crew members, uh, fellow uh, men that you work with and managerial out of position in your business. Oh, man, that's a big one, right? Out of position in your business. And we know that even 2020, it has affected a lot of people in business. So with that in mind, do you find yourself out of position in your business? Just a question, just a question, just a question. Okay. So even though I'm talking about this from a male standpoint, men, this can affect a lot of women too as well. So both men uh, and women can, uh, I believe, be blessed by this. But even though it talks about waiting on men to get into position, no, there's some, there's some times when women need to get in position too, right? <laughs> right. And, uh, sometimes, you know, women, a lot of times they position themselves, you know, at an early age, you know, they position themselves preparing for being a wife for, for uh, being a girlfriend for child rearing for a lot of different things. Women are just started, you know, trying to get in position for, you know, and then later on in life, things change because now you have to position yourself, you know, especially after you've after you've had a child, both men and women, after you you have a child now in your parents, you now have to position yourself to be grandparents later on. Right. Because now your children are having children and things change. You're now positioning yourself to be empty nesters. You're positioning yourself to retire. You're, maybe you're positioning yourself for now traveling. And changing directions, moving, moving to a different area of your life. Maybe your business is changing, you know, so we're constantly uh, positioning and repositioning ourselves. But at first positioning, you can't reposition what you have in position. <laughs> OK, but anyway. All right. So <laughs> let's go. Enough of that. All right. So I'm going to start right now. Things must be in place before God will act. The Bible tells us that at the beginning of creation, God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. This does not mean that the earth was without water. Up to this time, God had caused a mist to come up from the earth to give moisture to the earth. There had been no downpour, however, from the heavenlies. Why? Because there was not a man to till the ground. Okay, I'm just going to stop right there. There was not a man to till the ground. And for you women that are listening right now, how many times do you find yourself without a man to till the ground? If you're a business owner right now, how many times have you found yourself where you don't have the right people in place to till the ground? Think about it. Think about that. Till the ground. That means break it up. Do something with what's already in front of you. You know, we find many times that men are always uh, not always, but men many times are just out of place when something should be done. You know, they're taking a break. They're drinking a Corona over in the corner. Um, They're on their cell phone having a conversation when things should be done. They're sitting on the uh, sitting on the curb, taking a break, taking extra long lunches and things of that sort when things need to be tilled. Now, mind you, there are some great men out there. There's some great men who are very mindful. They have a great work ethic. They're they're on time. They're this, that and the other. But then there are some that refuse to till the ground. Hmm. Think about that. 
Is there a place in your life that you find that there is not a man to till the ground? Or maybe you're that man that is going through life and you're finding maybe you're trying to find a land or a piece of property to till where there's good ground. I think, you know, that's another chapter. Boy, that's, that's another thing to talk about. But the point of it is, is things are there in place awaiting a man to till the ground. Men, are you there tilling the ground? Okay. There are some things that God has planned to do, has made provision for doing and desires to do that. He will not do it until man is in place to receive what God intends to give. The blessing is there in God's safekeeping. The need is there, insistent, resistant, persistent in its pain and suffering. But the blessing won't be applied to the need until the man's heart is in position for God to act to his own laws of redemption, healing and deliverance. There are some things that God has in the heavenlies that will not release to you until you are in the proper position spiritually. Hmm. Until you are in the proper position spiritually. But then after that, it's not just spiritually. It says relationally and emotionally. Hmm. Spiritually, relationship, and emotionally. So these are the different areas in our lives as men. We need to be in position. We need to have the right spirit. Oh, there's so much I can say about having the right spirit. Yesterday, I was listening to a message by uh, Steve Furtick. And one of the things he talked about in dealing with people is people become so cynical to where there are many people. And I'm t- again, I'm talking to men, but yes, there are women listening. But where you are have been created to do something great. But cynical people talk about what they can't do. Cynical people talk about the things that you're doing great, the things that ideas and creativity that you have in mind. And just because they can't do what God has called you to do, they have something negative to say. So what is your spirit like? Hmm. What is your spirit like? The other thing that was brought up was knowing where we came from. You know, we talk about you know, some of us are from New York, some of us from California, some of us from Arizona, maybe Washington, maybe North Dakota, South Dakota, maybe from North Carolina, even Texas or Louisiana. We talk about where we came from. We talk about our parents. You know, I came from John. I, I came from Joel. My mom is, you know, Martha, my my grandmother. So we talk about where we come from. But when I read it in the Bible, it says that we are from God. And many times, you know, we're asked, you know, where do we come from? Where are you from? What school did you go to and things? Because they want to figure out your background. They want to figure out who you are, whose you are. And when you understand whose you are and you can say, hey, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm a boy, girl, child. And I come from God. Yes, my parents were the vessels in which I came out of, but I am from God. And when I am from God, hmm, 
When I'm from that, sometimes we find ourselves not acting like, looking like, speaking like, talking like, loving like we are from where we come from, (laughs) if you want to call it that. And that lines up with our spirit man, our spirit man. Because when you are in position spiritually now, spiritually now, you have a love like none other. You have an attitude like none other. You're willing to support people and build them up and keep on supporting and building them up. I'm not talking about money and finances. I'm talking about just having that encouraging mindset to where you're encouraging and you're never tearing down, but you're always constantly building up. That comes from your spirit because there's something inside your spirit that now causes you, number one, you are trustworthy. There's something in your spirit that causes you to be trustworthy. There's something in your spirit that causes you to be on time. There's something in your spirit that causes you to be available. There's something in your spirit that causes you to be the man or woman that you are. Because there's something in your spirit. It comes from the inside. And yes, yesterday's message talked about that inner voice. And many times it's the inner voice. What is it that you say inside yourself that you don't say out loud? (laughs) What is it that causes you to love the way you love? What is it that causes you maybe not to love? Maybe that causes you to be so discouraged. What is it inside of you that causes you to be depressed? What is that that causes you anxiety, being disturbed with the little bit amount of thing that happens to you? What is it that causes things uh, that messes with your spirit, man? Because as we've said many times before, and you've heard it, as you go through time and time and time again, you'll find that what's in you will come out. Because you can whisper in silence for so long, but a lot of times what you say in silence in your spirit resonates what's on the outside. What's in you uh, shows how you relate to people, how you talk to them, how you receive them, how you hug them or how you don't, how you uh, curse them or bless them. Because it's something in your spirit, something on the inside that tells you or ask you or makes you want to do the things that you don't want to do. And sometimes it's not always positive. Sometimes it's not always negative, but it comes from your spirit, man. So your spirit man needs to be in position. Your spirit, we're talking about the spirit now. Spirit needs to be in position. And when you have a good spirit, a good spirit, a spirit of God, if you have a good spirit, you will love when folk know that you should talk about them, but you will love. You will learn how to have mercy on those that should be persecuted. You will know how to have grace on those. Uh huh. You will know how to speak um, positively about things and not always look at things from a half empty cup. You'll speak from a a, a half full cup. Okay, you'll look at things from a positive perspective, and not many people sometimes speaks in a positive light 
about a lot of things that are going on. We look at it even in this election, there was a lot of uh, negativity about who was going to win or who wasn't going to win. And even now, if you think about it now, you hear a whole lot of negativity in the midst of now we already know who is the winner and there's still negativity. But I'm here to let you know, somebody may be the president, whether man or woman, somebody may be the person that you elected or not. Maybe your person didn't win. Maybe my person didn't win. Maybe somebody else's person did win. But let me tell you something. They may be the president. But I know who God is mm-hmm. because at any they can they can make whatever decisions they want to make. But God's will is always going to be done regardless of what we think. And those are the things we have to understand. And But that has to come from your spirit. OK, that, that has to come from your spirit. You have to know who and whose you are. Now, relationally, relationally, we talk about spirit. Now, relationally, there has to be such a relationship now that even in your spirit, relationally, you need to be relatable. You need to be a loving type of person to where you can relate to many different diverse people, regardless of race, colors and creeds. It doesn't matter if um, you're Asian and someone else is Indian. It doesn't matter if somebody else is African and you're Sweden. It means that we all have to be able to come together to accomplish a certain task. And only then can you do that relationally, relationally. There has to be such a relationship. But it first starts with your spirit. Are you willing to be relatable? Are you willing to have relationships are you willing to not focus on where you came from? You know, you, uh, you know, I, I was born in the hood or I had money. This person doesn't and all that. Are you willing to put all that aside to be relational? Building relationships across the board, building people, mentoring, being willing to be mentored, being willing to listen, being willing to understand being willing to be involved, being willing to participate, because, you know, there's often times we, we talk a good game, but we're never around to participate. We're never around to give our full hundred percent. You know, we, we give a part because, you know, after all, we didn't come up with the idea. So we'll just participate because it's not our thing. That is not what, what when you talk about spirit and relationships and, and being relational, it's not about your idea working. It's about supporting the idea. Uh-huh. It's not about who came up with it. It's not about whose ball game it is. It's not whose ball it is. You know, many times as children, if you go back in life and look at maybe your own life, I know even in mine, you know, we used to play marbles back in the day. We used to play marbles. And many of us, we bring our bag of marbles or whatever it was. Uh, the case may be in that area. And we would take some of our favorite marbles and we put some of them in our pocket because when you played marbles, when you really played marbles, we weren't Indian givers. You know, it was keeps. You know, when you lost a marble, you lost a marble. And during that time, what we would do, we place the ones that we loved the most in our pocket before the marble game would start because that was our favorite marble. That was not something that we wanted to lose. And we would participate in these marble games. 
But then sometimes you'd have people who weren't relational, who didn't have a good spirit. And what would happen is as they began losing their marbles throughout the marble game, it got to the point to where they got tired of losing so much. And what they, what they would do is like, shoot, these are my marbles. I'm packing them up. I'm taking them with me. Hmm. So do you find yourself when things don't go your way where you pack up your stuff and take things with you and cause sabotage to those you leave behind? Do you find yourself maybe associating yourself with people who are like that? And if they are like that, are you there to mentor them and encourage them and show them a better way? This is all a part of relational, relational. Now, emotionally, hmm, emotionally. It's amazing how emotional women are. It's amazing how they have where they have a, a band, almost like a band of brothers or brand band of women where they stick together in dealing with their emotion. They just have a way of understanding each other. They will cry on each other's shoulder when things are bad, whether they're going through a divorce, whether they're going through postpartum, maybe menopause, whatever it is that, that women are going through, maybe the loss of a child, maybe they're feeling a feeling of anxiety, maybe dealing with their health, whatever. Women seem to come together emotionally like none I have ever seen. But when it comes to men, it's amazing how we're talked about when we become emotional. You know, we talked about when we cry, we're talked about when we're upset and we're talked about, oh, you're a man. You just need to tough it out. But I'm here to let you know, men. Are you relatable emotionally? Can you not just relate? Can you sympathize and empathize with those that are going through problems? Maybe somebody, you know, is maybe strung out. Maybe uh, maybe they're on drugs. Maybe they have an alcoholism problem. Maybe they're still in, uh, dealing with divorce. Maybe they're dealing with um, things on the Internet they should not be seeing and uh, those things, whatever that is. But the point of it is, are you there for those men or do we talk about them? Because many men want to be heard, but they want to be heard by someone who's going to understand them, listen to them and show them the right way and encourage them. They don't want to talk because many times men just don't want to talk. Why? Because they're scared that their business is going to be out in the street. It's going to be on the Internet. It's going to be on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and LinkedIn and Twitter. When they begin to share what they're going through. But are you willing to hold this man up and say, you know, as they say, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? I mean, are you can you be that Vegas for them? To where they share and the only person you tell is God. And you're at, you're there for them emotionally and you're going before God on their behalf. Are you willing to be a stand in for them? Are you willing to be a surrogate mentor? Are you there to be a fellow leader for them? Are you willing to listen to the problems that many of us men have as we go through this walk of life? Are you willing to do that? And a lot of times we can't go through and deal with what we need to deal with because many of us are not in position. 
Oh, yes, we want to be large and in charge. Oh, yeah, we think we're the baddest thing since sliced bread and and all that. But many of us will not ever achieve what needs to be achieved in our lives because we are not in position spiritually, relationally and emotionally. And in this emotion, I'm here to let you know there is nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with being upset. There's nothing wrong with dealing with some things and sharing with another brother. But my question to you, are you willing to share? And the other note, are you willing to listen? Some people are willing to listen as long as they have something to say. Mm. Some people are so quick to speak because they already have a rebuttal for you when you're ready to share. But many of us need somebody in our life that is willing to listen and not have a rebuttal. Some of us need somebody in our lives that as we begin to share and we're crying and snotting at the face and stuff and maybe in our fetal position because we hurt so bad because we're dealing with our issues so bad that we really need somebody to be there and just say, I'm here for you. What can I do? How can I help you? Let's talk about it. Let's take this step by step, uh, precept upon precept. Let's start with line one, line two, line three. Let's deal with the things that you're dealing with. But we can't do that because somebody is not in position and it takes all of us to be in position. We will accomplish so much when we are in position. If you know exactly where you're supposed to be, if Bubba is supposed to be, excuse me, if Bubba is supposed to be on the first base and the other guy knows he's supposed to pitch and the other one's supposed to be on third and another one's supposed to be on shortstop and another one's supposed to be on the outfield and somebody else is supposed to be on the infield. Somebody else is supposed to be the coach and someone else is supposed to be the assistant coaching someone else is supposed to be an owner if everybody knows their position and they occupy in their position and we help each other out be better in our positions man there's nothing that we can accomplish nothing we can't accomplish back to the chapter Oh, you may be experiencing a mist, but in your spirit, you have a restlessness that there must be something more. Are you restless? Are any of you restless that there is something you feel like there is something more? You have an inner knowing that you aren't fully where you ought to be. You have an uneasiness and a frustration that causes you to say, why am I no further than this in my life? How many of you have ever asked yourself, why am I no further than where I am? Why is this not accomplished? Why is my education not finished? Why did I not get that degree? Why did not finish that class? Or why did not not accomplish the real estate thing? Or why did I not continue going here? Or why did I not do that thing? Or, you know, some of us go through life and we have that if I could have, would have, should have mentality. Yeah, that was an old song by Lou Rawls. If I could have, would have, should have. Because, you know, that's what folks always say. And we ask ourselves, why are we no further 
than where we are. Rather than blaming your wife, your parents, your boss, or your race, you are wise to ask yourself, is God waiting on me to be different spiritually before he pours out a blessing on my life? Is, is God waiting on me? A lot of times, you know, I'm just waiting on God to do something. I'm waiting on him to bless me with this spiritually. I'm waiting for him to bless me with this financially, naturally. I'm waiting for him to heal me or heal my parents or heal my mom, my dad, my brother, sister. I'm waiting on him to bless my business. I'm waiting on him to do this and that. But, you know, have you ever asked yourself if God's waiting on you? It's like a person who needs a job right now. And if you look at the society right now, a jobless rate, unemployment rate and all these different things. You have a lot of people who need jobs. You have a lot of people that are looking for substance in a financial aspect. People that are looking for food that all comes from, you know, money, from working, from doing things, from having your own business and selling, reselling, whatever that may be. But we say we're looking for jobs. We say we're looking for something. That's what we say. But we find ourselves just watching TV all day long. We find ourselves just on Facebook and LinkedIn. We find ourselves on Twitter and Snapchat. We find ourselves watching YouTube all day long. But we say we're looking for a job. How can you look for something? Say you're looking for something and not looking. Even though you may be on the Internet, when was the last time you logged in to see who's hiring, who's firing, who's available? Maybe have you thought about even volunteering in your community, in your country? Have you thought about maybe volunteering at your local church, at your local ministry or something? I know you can't really go to the building, but have you thought about that? But we say we're waiting on God when in actuality we're, we want him to bless us with a job. We want him to bless us with stuff. But we're not willing to go look for it. Mm. Someone once told me, you know, God will bless what you do. (laughs) I was like, wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? And it came to me that if I refuse to do nothing, what can he bless? Not the fact that he can't, but ask yourself, what can he bless? It's like the gentlemen that were given the talents, you know, one was given one, one was given, you know, a couple, some next one was given even more than that guy. And their job was to either hang on to him, sow the talents or whatever the case may be. But one guy, he had whatever he had and he decided just to bury his. The other two guys, they actually did something with their stuff and they actually increased it. They increased their stuff. You know, they were rewarded for doing something with what they had. But the one guy who got mad and maybe upset and maybe felt a little intimidated for the fact that, hey, I only got one gift. And many of you probably feel that way that, hey, I only got one gift. I didn't get the many giftings that other people have. Some people, they're great at photography. They're great at running. They're a track star. They're this. They can argue. They can talk. They can speak. They can stand. They look good. They can model. I only have this one gift. All I can do is type. That's it. That's all I have. I I can't play a musical instrument. I can't sing. I can't songwrite. I can just type on the typewriter. That's all I got. So. 
Oh, well, I guess I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. But just imagine what you could do if you took that one gift and you did something with it. Could you imagine what you could do with whatever gift that you've been given or gifts that you've been given and you decided to tap into those giftings that are within you? And many of us are just waiting on God to do something for us when in actuality we refuse to do anything for ourselves. There's nothing wrong with waiting on God and standing still, as they say, and seeing the salvation of the Lord. But there are some things you can do on your own with the help of the Lord. Right. Right. There are things that you can do. But we always say that we're waiting on him. When a lot of times we haven't apologized like we're supposed to. Hmm. We want to be blessed in our foolishness. We're treating somebody a bad way. We're we're disrespecting somebody. We're being uh, obnoxious and we're having bad attitudes and we're being sneaky and conniving and a bunch of different things. And we say we're waiting on God. But maybe, just maybe, if you were to decide to do what's right, God will bless you. Maybe if you decided to say, you know, within yourself and say, you know what? From this point forward, I'm not going to just be an idle person sitting on the sidelines. Maybe there's a gifting inside of you that you've been sitting on for so long and you're waiting, as they say, for your ship to come in. Maybe your ship is in the harbor because of your gift. (laughs) And maybe there's something that you need to do with it. Maybe there's some mentoring that you need to do. You know how many times that I've I've heard people that say that, you know, they were waiting on things to happen to them financially and things of that sort. And they saw somebody stranded on the road while they were dealing with their own problems, their own way of trying to figure out how they're going to make it, their own way of ha- trying to figure out how they're going to put groceries in the house, how they're going to pay the mortgage, the rent, pay the car note and keep the lights and the gas on and the water bill, while they're dealing with all that, they still decide to help somebody. And I remember this one story where this person decided to help somebody, pulled over to the side of the road because someone was stranded and only to find out that the person uh, that they were later helping was somebody that was real famous, real famous. They helped him out and the person offered to do something for him. He said, well, you know what? And he's like, no, no, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm good. And he helped him and he left. And it wasn't too much time had passed that the person that was helped decided to do some research on the person that helped them and found out what they were dealing with, with their housing, with their finances and things of that sort. Needless to say, they took care of them completely or that person didn't have to want for anything. Because in the midst of struggling, he stopped focusing on himself and focused on helping somebody else. Now, my question to you is, how many times have you stepped outside of yourself to focus on somebody else? Because sometimes our blessing is in helping someone else. And many times when we're helping someone else, Our needs are met. 
right? Your needs are met a lot of times when you're helping someone else. But, you know, in this day and age, you know, people are so focused on themselves. It's, it's all about me. It's all about my own personal Instagram, my own Twitter feed, my own brand, my business, my partnership. It's all about me, 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 me. But I'm here to let you know that if you put the people first, if you get outside of yourself and put others first, you'll find that sometimes you'll be a lot further in life than where you are. When you are in alignment with God and his purposes, he will open up the heavens and cause it to rain on you. Mm, open up the heavens and cause it to rain on you. Cause the heavens to rain on you. Not a flood to where you try to get your boat and you're about to drown. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about, you know, death, hell, and damnation. We're talking about a rain and an outpouring of blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. That as you're receiving it, you've got to give it away. <laughs> Wouldn't you all want to be blessed that way to where there's you're receiving so much naturally, physically, spiritually, financially, you're, you're getting so much that you've got to give stuff away, give stuff away to where you can actually bless people without asking for it in return. When was the last time that you were able to give and not expect it to return? I've often often said to myself, I want to be so blessed that when somebody asks for something, I consider it gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I consider it gone. I consider it a seed. I'm sowing it. I'm sowing it in your life. And, and that's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. It's about, yeah, that rain. Now, we do understand that relationally, men, men, for especially for those who are married, you understand your role is to be the umbrella of the home. Meaning your role as an umbrella of the home, as a husband, your job is to keep that umbrella up so that the house doesn't get rained on because you are the covering for the home as men. You're the covering. There are certain things and demands on your life to where you have to be that buffer to make sure everyone is good. But then there's a certain time in your life to where you got to let that umbrella down and say, Lord, rain on us. Rain on us. Send your blessing. Send your promises. Send your healing. Send your financial blessings. Send your healthy blessings. Send your mental blessing. Send your natural blessing. Send your relational blessing. And you bring down an umbrella to receive that. But then all the mess, all the noise, you got to put that umbrella up to make sure your house is covered. When we all come into alignment, when we find ourselves in the right position, and yes, we, when we find ourselves in the right position, both relationally, spiritually, socially, emotionally, you will find and discover your purpose. And when you are there 
in the right position. Yes, there are things that are going to change in your life. There are things that are going to move. There are things that are going to shake. There are changes that are going to be made in the world, in your family, in your home, in your jobs, in your careers. Then you can reposition. <laughs> you can reposition and line up in it differently based upon the circumstances. But your spirit, man, doesn't change. Ah, it only gets better. Because sometimes what we think we know now, we really learn about later, right? So it's a very important thing that we line up, that we find ourselves in the right position. Because when you're in the right position, everything else just seems to come like it's supposed to, bless like you're supposed to lead like you're supposed to mentor like you're supposed to hope you enjoyed the podcast i'm sean your host stay tuned for another episode from the i'm dealing with podcast till then as always stay blessed <laughs>